Hi guys, welcome back to Keeping It Real Estate um, with your hosts Justin and Brandy from Team Grande at Remax Escarpment. Today we're diving deep into our second part series of most affordable neighborhoods in Hamilton. Um, uh, first of all, we're going to start off with uh, million dollar towns and then Justin's going to dive a little deeper into inventory and then we'll touch base on our five affordable neighborhoods that we think are best on the upper mountain. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing we wanted to talk about was these million dollar townhomes that we're seeing. Uh, now it's been four on the Stony Creek Mountain that have sold for over a million. We're talking interior unit townhomes with unfinished basements going for a million thirty. The end units are going for one point, two of them just went, one went for 1.15, the other yeah. went for 1.41. I mean, we're starting to see now I mean, we were seeing it in Ancaster last year. The one just sold in Ancaster was on Monday or Tuesday for 1.5 million. Yeah. Double car garage end unit in Ancaster, backed on a conservation, but still, that's that's a huge price point. I mean, I think it's a sign that when we start to see townhomes going for this price, we're going to start to see the bump up in detached homes as well. Absolutely. But it's just to me, it's crazy to think that we're living somewhere with yeah. million dollar townhomes. Everyone wants a townhouse right now, right? They're easy to move into, um, especially if you get a freehold. It's, mm -hmm. it's a pretty hot commodity right now, so they're, they're kind of going through the roof. Mm -hmm. But we'll see the jump in detached, I think, soon too. Yeah, I, yeah it's coming. It's, it's already it's there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, talking about how expensive these townhomes are, I think one thing I want to do is really highlight the market, the inventory, kind of break this down because a lot of people are just saying there's low inventory, low inventory. I mean, it's the buzzword. It's yeah. what everybody's saying. So I'm just going to break down exactly what we mean by low inventory using some stats over the last few years. So one of the major indicators to look at is the amount of new listings per year. This is the number one you know, way to see if we do have low inventory. So the amount of new listings in 2021, 13,646. So this 13,646, the year prior, it was, uh, well, 2021, it dipped, you know, just below 13,000. It was like 12,700, something like that. But then 2018, 2017, they were all 13,000, you know, in the 13,000 range. So the inventory since 2018 really has stayed the same. 2018, 2019 were almost identical. It dipped in 2020 because of COVID, it went down about 1,000. But that came back to where it was in 2021. So the issue is the inventory's kind of gone straight it went down we've you know recovered since COVID. it's come back um, up to that so we aren't increasing in inventory we're just kind of staying the same but the amount of that inventory that's selling is what's changed the most it's increased about a thousand every year so you know when we had uh you know the thirteen thousand five hundred listings in 2021 there was 10,600 sold. So really, you know, 10,600. So that's, there was only a 2,000 difference between what was listed and what actually sold. Every year that's been 1,000 less. So it was less in 2020, it was less in 2018, it was less in, uh, or 2019, less in 2018. Uh, so, I mean, the amount of the inventory that is selling is increasing. So here we have is a, a line of inventory not increasing, but the amount of people buying is, the amount of selling is. 
And then with that said, when we look at the timeline, we use in this industry a term called months of inventory. What this means is that if no other listings were to get listed, how long would it take for the current listings on the market to sell? So back last year in 2020, it was 1.2 months. So on average, it took, you know, if, if no other listings were listed at the end of the year last year, it would have taken five weeks for everything to sell. This year, it's three weeks. So things are moving two weeks faster. And actually, I pulled a 10-year history. It has never been so low in 10 years. The lowest it ever went was 2017 when things were going nuts for the first time. It got down to one-month inventory. Now it's 0.7, so approximately three weeks. So this is the lowest, This I guess it's the fastest we've ever seen home selling. It's the most percentage of new listings we've ever seen selling. So that's what we mean by low inventory is that demand for homes has increased. People are buying them faster, but we don't have the amount of listings to increase to kind of keep that cushion and that's keep right. options for buyers. So it's a combination of low inventory and fast inventory yeah. when you look at it. Yeah, that's right. And if you want more details with this, with the stats, I mean, reach out to us. I know it's a lot yeah. of numbers, but yeah. I can send you all these stats and these numbers and you can take a look for yourself. Yeah, that was that was a, a, a mouthful. So if you, have, yeah. if you have more questions on that, um, we're, we're totally willing to describe it a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. I guess to summarize it, you want it back <laughs> to, to summarize it, the listings, new listings have stayed the same. More people are buying those listings and they're buying them at a faster rate. Yeah. And like to go further into every other point that we have about real estate in Hamilton, we just need more houses. Yeah. We need more developments and we need the boundaries to increase. And we also need dwellings to increase our properties. Yeah. We need both. We don't just need, we, we need the infill and we need the expansion. Yeah just to keep up with it because yeah. we're like still, I know everybody says immigration, but it yeah. is a factor in it. And then we do have a lot of people still migrating from the GTA yeah. because comparatively, even still, though our prices seem crazy, still they're still high. Like the townhouses we're talking about, 1.1 million in Stony Creek, yeah. they're going for 1.3, 1.4 in Burlington, yeah. which is only what, 15 minutes away? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's all relative. Yeah, exactly. But talking about high prices in the market. Let's go into something more affordable. Okay. What should you do in this market? So, okay. Top five. So on the mountain. Yes. <laughs> Our first one and, uh, Justin's favorite is East Mount. Um, the average house on that neighborhood is 677. Um, and then if you're going to be looking at the ones that we're talking about, they all, and if you know Hamilton at all, they all run concession. Mm -hmm. So they're all right on the mountain. Yeah, so North Central Mountain. North Central. Um, our second neighborhood is Raleigh. Uh, the average household there is 713. And then we have concession, like I just mentioned, and that runs the mountain. Um, and that one's 721. And then we have Burke Home at 737 and Inch Park at 740. Um, and then if we compare that to last week, like we said before, to be on the mountain, you're looking at another $100,000 uh, over what it is to get the same kind of single dwelling home down the mountain. So mm -hmm. and that's the thing with our stats. We pulled uh, single family homes. We didn't include townhouses or condos yes. in it. Uh, this is just for single family homes because that's... I yeah. guess the biggest demand right now, but yeah. East Mount actually surprised me. So if you look at a map and we can actually maybe provide the map yeah. of where it is, uh, East Mount is situated, 
it, it, so Inch Park and Rally are about forty to sixty thousand dollars higher mm -hmm. in average in price. East yep. Mount is sandwiched between them, so I kind of like it because it's the cheapest area on the mountain, but mm -hmm. you get the benefits of the other areas because you're really just talking maybe an extra two minutes in the car yeah. <laughs> or an extra five minute walk. I yeah. don't know. It's not it's not that far. So. If you're if you're on the mountain, you you don't know the difference between the neighborhoods. Yeah, you're driving anyways. You, yeah. You're not moving to the mountain for <laughs> walkability. Don't. And they're all right. They're all right beside concession. So concession runs like this, and then the neighborhoods run um, parallel to it. Um, and you so you still get all those benefits of what concession has to offer. The shops, Dravinsky hosp hospitals right there, the Brow trails, quick mm. access to the highway. You have uh, the Sherman access or the Sherman cut runs right through it. So, yeah. and then yeah, some things to point out of why these areas are so cheap, um, especially with you know East Mount uh, and Rally. I know East Mount and specifically is a little bit cheaper because there are a lot of small homes. So don't expect a big detached home in those areas. You're looking; it's very common to see a one and a half story two bedroom house. Uh, there's a lot; they're very tight together. They're not very big lots. A lot of them actually don't even have parking. Some of the streets have alleyways that go behind them and you can mm -hmm. access that as parking. So this is why they're a little bit cheaper is because it's a lot of street parking, uh, they're tighter houses, tighter lots, but I mean, that makes them more affordable if you're looking for a detached house, right? And then On with the that map. area too, yeah. And with that area too, I mean, you get a lot of uh, unfinished, uh, not unfinished, sorry, you get no basements, mm -hmm. which for, I don't know, Brandy asked me why and I don't know why. If somebody knows the answer to that, feel free to comment yeah. as to why yeah. this area, they I, quite a few of them when we show them don't have a basement at all. They're just sitting on the land. So I mean, that affects the price as well because obviously you're going to pay less if you don't have a basement, you just yeah. have a crawl space. Um, I don't know. I'm wondering if it's like the, the rocks or something because if you just go the next neighborhoods over, the same era of housing have basements. They're those block foundations. Mm -hmm. so. Maybe it's something to do with affordability. I don't know. Yeah. Or the some, I know there's a couple of prefab Sears homes on the mountain. So like Sears used to sell a build your own home Oh, I didn't kit. know that. And so there's a few of them in these areas which uh, I know I've seen some in the news. I, some people have mentioned it in listings. I always think it's really cool yeah. that you could just buy a house and build it. Like yeah. that's, I find that hilarious, but yeah. I mean, people did it. And so I think uh, you also get a lot of wartime homes, but that's what to expect in those areas is really smaller homes. But yeah. I think it's a good option. If I was looking to buy my first home and I was like, it's gotta be on the mountain, yeah. it's gotta be on the mountain. You know, the number one rule of real estate that I've always <laughs> been told, and I did it myself, buy the cheapest house on the street. Yeah because they're gonna go up in value, they're gonna bring you up. If you buy the biggest house on the street, all the other houses value is gonna bring yours down. Yep. So if you can buy in the cheapest area on the Hamilton Mountain, it's just a matter of time until it comes up. Absolutely. Right? Like yep. I remember Jerry Romano from Remax as well, mentioned to me five years ago, six years ago, I can't remember. He said to me, I was in his backyard one time and he said, Justin, buy these houses, this townhouse on Stone Church. They're the only townhouses on the mountain under 200,000 on the West Mountain. They're gonna go up and now they're selling for five, 600,000. Should you know, like, and I learned from that. Hindsight. You go to where it's cheapest, you buy it and it will come up because eventually it's gonna have to match the rest of the areas as they go up, it's just gonna bring yours up as well. Yeah, and everyone's talking about a bubble, but again, I, I, don't, I don't think that will happen because we, people still need housing. There's still so many people who need houses. So yeah, the only difference is um, Burke home. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about um, single family dealings, it is kind of, really, it is really mixed there. 
Um, I think it's the best neighborhood for fixer-uppers still. So if you're looking for a nice fixer-upper, there was one that sold around around 400. Um, it was half torn down, but I mean... Everybody wants a fixer-upper. Everyone wants a fixer-upper <laughs> right now. So uh, that's the neighborhood to look for in that. Um, they are a little bit of extremes. There is some nice houses. There's one that sold on East 24th for 1.1 million. And then there was one that sold on Shadyside for 585. So the average um, kind of weighs those out. But that, that neighborhood is the one I think to look for if you're... Mm -hmm. And these homes that are going over a million, a lot of them are these ones that people have converted into two units. Already, yeah. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people in these areas are starting to take these bungalows, these old one and a half stories, and they're going through the legal secondary dwelling unit, you know, process in Hamilton that was created back in April or May, whatever it was, mm -hmm. doing the conversion. And uh, they're really, they're selling for a lot, 1.1, 1.2. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh, if investors are looking, there's a big opportunity there to buy something for 700 and then put, what, two, 300 into it and make a couple hundred thousand. I mean, but I would hire somebody, which I have somebody that's great. <laughs> there you go. You can use. <laughs> if you want someone that's helped you flip, go to Justin. Um, I think, yeah, so if everyone's looking for flips down the mountain, because that's where the most cheap houses are right now. Um, but yeah, if you're looking up the mountain, Burkhome is the one to kind of look out for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's all I have for that. Um, yeah, that's it. No, I mean, these are all great areas, really central North Mountain. I was surprised that they were all clustered together, but I guess it does make sense because on average they are smaller detached homes. Yeah. So, uh, but definitely if I was looking to buy an investment on the Hamilton Mountain and I had a budget of seven to 750, I mean, all these neighborhoods are under 750 in the average sale price. So. I mean, for an extra 100000 to go from being in a downtown area to, uh, you know, on the mountain, it's not a bad trade, especially for investment. I always think the mountain's a bit of a safer investment. Yeah, I, but I, I think it's funny how a few years ago we were talking about 700 being insane for house prices there, but no. <laughs> I know. This is what it is. I remember in this area we sold a house, Tino on our team, Tino Garitza sold a house for 214000 And I remember we thought that was crazy. That's a little what bungalow. What year? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's seven years ago. Oh, How long wow. have I been doing? Oh, actually, maybe longer. Yeah. Crazy. Coming up on my tenth year in real estate. Yeah, and now <laughs> I that keep house forgetting. Seven hundred thousand. Yeah. Nuts. Easily, it's crazy. Yeah. So, well, I guess that all we got for today. Yeah, that's uh, everything we covered today. Um, next week we are bringing in a guest host. Uh, we'll keep you posted with that. Um, but if you have any more questions about what we discussed today or the comparisons between downtown and uptown, um, feel free to reach out and we'll get back to you. Um, please like, subscribe, and comment, whatever you want. Um, we're on YouTube, podcast, and... Yeah, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're Apple, on Spotify, Spotify. Podcasts now, so we're on all the big ones. YouTube channel is always great. Yeah. And uh, definitely comment if there's things you want to learn, like if you have questions you want us to answer, stuff like that. I think in the near future we're going to start to go live with these. Yeah, So, absolutely. I mean, maybe you can comment live on Instagram. Yeah, and if you have anything that you think that we should talk about in the future, we love that too. So, yeah. top topic ideas, because we want to talk about what you guys want to know. So. Absolutely. And also, by the way, we didn't plan this. <laughs> <laughs> the outfits. We both took our jackets off today. And That's a lie. We wanted to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it just worked out like yeah. that. So, anyways, thanks for watching, guys. Okay. It's always great to have you. We'll See talk you later. to you later.